Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke, and I don't know why I continue to say that every episode, but maybe it's the first time listening. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, man, I hope you guys had an amazing past week. Um, my week has been interesting. I've had an interesting week, and I'm going to talk about it. Um, really just things that I've learned, things that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart. Today we're going to talk about impatience, um, and I, I titled this A Warning Against Impatience. Hopefully, I don't change the title after I finish recording. (laughs) If I do, that's so awkward. Um, Because, man, I I think that, you know, we we all know, you know, I feel like a lot of us, especially our our age group, we're impatient about different things in life right now. And we really have to remind ourselves of God's timing and the best timing. But I really want to talk about how dangerous the impatient mindset is and how it can lead us to sin and it can lead us to think things that are just not true. So we're going to talk about that. Um, of course, the announcements today are the same announcements as been for the past, what, two or three weeks um, well, since I got back. And that's Bible Bowl, which is going to happen next week. If you have not signed up, I don't know what you're waiting on. Sign up. You know what I'm saying? $5 participation fee. Let's have fun together, y'all. Let's have fun together. Um, literally sign up. Like, I don't know what I really don't know what else I have to do to convince you. It's going to be fun. Like, it's just chill um sign up you know let's have fun together um and uh yeah march 13th and march 20th be like an hour 5 30 p.m pacific time um going through some bible trivia winner gets a custom name and printed bible gifted to them by an associated so that's gonna be really fun that's gonna happen next week uh and of course once again we're 501c3 nonprofit. Um, if at any point in time throughout this episode, throughout the entire week that you would feel led to sow a seed, um, please uh, sow a seed to us, a tax-deductible seed at www.undashassociated.com slash donate. Um, and thank you for all of you that have been donating thus far. Um, for those who are donating monthly as well, we appreciate you. Those that are donating one time, we appreciate you. Those that are donating a lot, those that are donating less, we thank you for everything that you guys have, that God has put on your heart to give to us. Uh, we do not take it for granted. Honestly, thank you so much. So let's get to this episode, though. Um, shoot, man. I- I'll say this, though. Before I get to the episode, before I get to talking about impatience, so uh, Maddie and I, Maddie is our social engagement director, like everything social media she's ahead of. Maddie and I were having conversations about some of the conversations that are going on in Christian communities, like on TikTok and all that different stuff. And, um, you know, we like to do that just so we can gauge like where our community needs help. We're not necessarily our community, but the Christian young community needs help at large. And what was interesting that, like, as she was just going through a lot of the conversations that she's been hearing on TikTok and social media and all that different stuff, I feel like we both kind of got frustrated. Like, at least I'll speak for myself. I got frustrated with the stuff that I was hearing because I just feel like there's so much that, so much of the conversations that we young believers have around our faith, I think are so elementary. And I don't say that in order to make you feel bad about, oh, you know, I'm not not mature in my faith or, oh, people are not mature in their faith. But I think that a lot of the issues that we talk about, our topics, our, 
you know, whether it's, is this a sin or is that a sin is, oh, how, like we were talking about modesty. We're talking about, uh, is homosexuality a sin? We're talking about, oh, well, can I do witchcraft and Christianity at the same time? And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be real with you, man. I feel like everything that needs to be said about these topics has been said. Like, I just, I, I, and at this point, man, it's not that people don't know what the answer is. I just refuse to believe that people don't know what the answer is. I, 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 I think that the real issue, and this is what we came down to, is people have a problem fully submitting and surrendering to the Lord. That's what it is. Because if you do that, a lot of those questions are not even questions anymore. There's clear answers. And for anything that might be so nuanced that you really can't understand, remember we have the Holy Spirit that is literally our life coach throughout life. And if you are in subjection to the Holy Spirit, then you will bear the fruits of the Spirit and you will not walk and, and fulfill the, the deeds of the flesh. That's what scripture says. Read Galatians 5. Read Romans chapter 8. So I, I really want to encourage y'all, man. Is some of y'all that might have questions like that. You know, what's a sin, what's not a sin? Or or how should I do this or how should I do that? I'm not saying don't ask them. You know, I'm not saying don't, you know. But what I am saying is that ask yourself the question, are you in, are you surrendering to God? Because a lot of the things that we think is nuanced and subjective and, oh, we don't know, there's a clear answer to them clear answer given to us in scripture and of course you're going to have the people of the world try to muck it up and make it sound more nuanced than it actually is try to come up with all these ideas as to why this is not actually there there is not actually this and this is not actually what it says come on dog come on when i started seminary school i was bothered by you know people saying all this stuff like oh well this has been changed that's been changed oh well does it really say this really say that i'm two years in ladies and gentlemen it says what it says <laughs> What you probably like eight times out of ten. Let me say okay, let me say seven times out of ten. It says what it says. And then for the other three times, there just needs to be a bit more explanation to help you understand. But it's it's all just like we just try to make things deeper than it is. And and I really just encourage you guys, man. And even for the people who maybe that's not true, or it's people that you know, let's just be praying that we as a community, as young believers, are um, praying that God helps people to really submit themselves under him and his authority over their lives. Um, because man, we're still talking about modesty. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I really want to move on to like different topics that we as a community are held back by or wrestle with or divided about. Um, but let's get to the episode, man. Um, this, I said it was an interesting week because I found myself in a peculiar like feeling i was kind of in a funk and i must say like this is probably the first real funk of the year because i've been having an amazing year um and if i be honest with you i felt feelings of discontent just in my life and just different areas ultimately you know i have certain goals right as we all have goals and these are not sinful goals ladies and gentlemen this is not you know of course you know pride is in a lot of the goal setting that we make in life right but nevertheless, I mean, these are pretty innocent things, you know, five-year plans. It's pretty responsible stuff, right? 
and I have these things, you know, I, I know I have a vision of where I want to be. Um, and I know that that's where I want to be. And, and I know that in those positions, I can very much give a lot of glory to God and be serving God in, in a higher capacity. But it's taking me too long to get there, guys. It's taking me too long, in my opinion. In my opinion, I should already be there right now. Or I want to be comforted in the fact that I'm making so much progress that, oh, man, you know, progress is being made. I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. I'm content with the progress that I'm making. I'll be there in no time. But I can't say that I, I, I've been happy with the progress. I've been happy with the pace in which I'm about to reach these life goals. You know, and isn't that the tale of our our age group? <laughs> you know, I'm 25, right? A lot of us, maybe we just graduated college or we're in our master's program or you're just about to get out your master's program or, you know, maybe you're actually in college and, and whatever it might be or, or whatever. Like, you know, we're kind of in this place where some of us, we don't know what we want to do. Some of us, you know, we know what we want, but we're just not there yet. And we have to go through the schooling for it. We have to put in the work for it. Um, some of us, we just got this job, you know, or we're about a year in our jobs. We want promotions. You know, we are trying to find places to live. We don't want to be paying this much rent. Maybe you want to buy a house. Buying a house is ridiculous nowadays, especially where I'm from. You know, it's just a we call this the wilderness years. Right. We have goals that we want to to reach. And it doesn't help that we have peers that are freaking going 100 miles an hour and then we're going 30 miles an hour when we feel like something's wrong. I could talk for myself. My life has been very busy and I have a lot of responsibilities and sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like if I just had this one thing, as opposed to dealing over seven different things, if I just were to, if I had the the luxury of just dealing with one thing in my life, I'd be so good at it. That's what I tell myself all the time. I'd be so good at it. My life is ministry, work, school, ministry, work, school, ministry, work, school, ministry, work, school. And those things can take up like at every given moment of my life, aside from sleeping and eating, I have something to do in those areas. Granted, I, you know, space it out. I manage it all, all that stuff. But like it's, it's taxing and sometimes it's overwhelming. And, um, Sometimes I don't see the progress in whether it be ministry or whether it be school or whether it be work that I want to see. And what I do is I blame it on the fact that I'm having I'm dealing with so much. And ultimately, that slows me down. That's that's my idea. I this week I felt slowed down and I felt discontent with where I was because I believe I should be further. And even though I can't be I can't be comforted by the progress, the pace of the progress that I'm making because it's so slow. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, when progress doesn't happen as fast as we think it should, that is when impatience is introduced into our lives. And impatience is not a good thing. Guys, girls do not like impatient guys. And I'm sure girls, we don't like impatience. No one likes impatience. Impatience sucks. And impatience is messed up for multiple reasons. You know, impatience comes into your lives and it's going to whisper things to you. Impatience is not silent. Impatience doesn't just mind its business. Impatience is going to start whispering in your ear. And it's going to tell you that, you know, you need it now. 
<laughs> it's not about just needing it. It's about you need it now. And patience is going to tell you that if you don't have it now, if you don't get it now, then you never will get it. That's what impatience says. And the thing that impatience told me and the, another thing that impatience says to us, whispers in our ear, is that because you don't have it now, something's wrong with you. And that's where I want to really build off of. Sometimes our impatience convinces us that we are inadequate. And that's the reason why we have not progressed to a certain extent in life. That's the reason why we have not met a certain bench benchmark. And here's the thing. Maybe something is wrong. <laughs> let, let, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? I have to be realistic, right? You know? It's possible that you might not be at a certain area in your life because of your negligence, because of your laziness, because, you know, of your poor work ethic, so on and so forth. That's Or because of your disobedience to the Lord. Absolutely. So let's just make it plain. That's what it is. But at the same time, what if you are being vigilant? What if you are being faithful? What if you are being obedient? What if you are living in submission to the Lord? Well, for those people who can proudly and genuinely say that they are living for the Lord. And if you can't say that, then, hey, you know, you know what you got to do. You listen to the church book. You know, you know what I'm going to say. Hey, hey, you don't want me to say it. Everybody talking about, oh, take your foot off my neck. Take your foot off my neck. Hey, it ain't me. You know, but if you genuinely are being obedient, you are being vigilant, you are doing everything to the glory of God, you are have your eyes fixed on Jesus. Then you have to recognize that impatience is an enemy. It's your enemy. It is not your friend. It is your enemy. It's there to tell you lies. It's there to make you commit to your own timeline that contradicts God's. Impatience is there to tell you that you need it now when God says, no, that's for later. And impatience is there to tell you that, well, if you don't get it now, you're never going to get it. When God says that the same way that my word goes out is like when rain goes out and, and it doesn't just go out and come back. No, but it waters the land so then the land can bear fruit and then it can come back to me. My word doesn't return to me void. What I say is going to happen is going to happen. So it's going to happen. And when I want it to happen at the appointed time, just because it didn't happen now doesn't mean that it won't happen. Impatience contradicts, goes against God a lot of the time. And you need to understand something. God is not subject to your impatience, and neither should you be. When you said yes to God's plan, you were not just saying yes to the end goal. You were saying yes to the strategy and you were saying yes to the timeline. So the same way you are submitting under God, you are submitting to his goal and his plan and his purpose in your life. You need to submit to his timeline. And when you don't submit 
to God's timeline, but you are submitting to his plan, you are giving room for impatience to mess everything up. Because impatience is going to try and cut corners. Impatience is going to try and get things before the time that God has appointed. You cannot be subject to God and subject to your own impatience at the same time. You need to be subject to one. Choose God. He's the one that works everything out to the counsel of his own will. He's the one that works everything according to your good in his time. But we get messed up, ladies and gentlemen. We get messed up because we all have the idea of where we should be. That's, that's the issue. The impatience is the tension between where we think we should be and where we are. We have this idea, okay, we should be here. I'm, I'm 25. I should be boom, 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 boom. And sometimes it's not because I'm 25, but it's also because my pride says I should be boom, 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 boom. Oh, he's 25 and he's right there? Oh, that means I'm 25. I'm right here. I'm supposed to be better than him. I should be boom, 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 boom. We all have ideas of where we should be, but that doesn't mean that that's correct. <laughs> How, like, who's the one that really knows? Like, who 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 told you that that's where you should be, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Let's get some scripture. For we are his workmanship, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. If you haven't noticed by now, I have about like five to seven verses that I just think literally <laughs> that I just be cycling through. Ephesians 2.10, Romans 5.8, like, bruh, like those, those are so applicable to so many parts of life. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, we're God's workmanship, we're created for in Christ Jesus, for good works, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his craftsmanship. We are his creation in Christ Jesus. And he has, God has, God has created good works. And he's prepared it beforehand that we should walk in them. There, there's, there's missions, ladies and gentlemen, missions. There are good works that God has planned. Hey, I'm going to get Emmanuel to fulfill this thing. If he, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything, God has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Except, 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 except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. No one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. That's what the word says. Yet... We have this idea, this narrative that we come up with our head of how our life is supposed to go. And we have this idea of where we should be by now. But if the word says that nobody knows God's work, even in us, from beginning to end, then where does this idea of where you should be by now comes from? Because if God said this is where you should be by now, then you're going to be there as long as you're in subjection to him. But assuming that you've been submitting to the Father, this idea should be, should be. Where does it come from? Does it come from your pride? Or maybe it comes from the society around you. 
Maybe it comes from comparing yourself to other people. Maybe it comes from your parents' expectations. This idea where you should be, should be, should be. Well, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You are his workmanship. You're not your parents' workmanship. Your parents couldn't have you without him. You are not the society's workmanship. You are not your prize workmanship. You are not your comparison to other people's workmanship. You are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works that he before ordained that you should walk in them. You belong to him. Your purpose comes from him. The timeline then should come from him. The strategy then should come from him. Not you, not your pride, not your plan, not the narrative that you cooked up in your head of the type of person that you want to be, which tends to just be someone that gets the glory for themselves. Remember, we're an image bearers. We talked about pride. We talked about comparison in the last couple episodes. You haven't listened to those episodes. Listen to those episodes. Impatience is your enemy. Impatience told me that the reason why I'm not where I want to be, where I should be, quotation marks, air quotes, sorry, is because I'm inadequate. I'm doing something wrong. And when impatience tells us this, we become frustrated because we are longing for our goals, but we are not at our goals yet. And we become frustrated that we don't have them in our possession yet. And if you're anything like me, as you are so overwhelmed by thoughts about the future, the future, the future, the future, you are no longer present in the present. But here's the problem. God is using you today, and he wants to use you today. You need to be present. You need to be here. We're so consumed with trying to reach the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal, the future, the future, the future, a better me, a better me, better me. But God is using this you, you that exists today, to be effective today. And that's what happened to me. I was in a slump. I was feeling some type of way. I was feeling like, man, I'm not at that level. I'm not at that level yet, and it's taking me too long. And I know I'm going to get there. Trust me. I know I'm going to get there. I have to get there for the sake of the family that I want to have one day. I'm not at that level yet. But that doesn't mean that God is not using me and you to be effective in his purpose today. And he needs us to be present. There I was in my slump, impatient, frustrated. And I saw somebody's comment on YouTube. I'm not going to say his or her name. That was saying that, thank you for this episode because it has broken me from a bondage. God used it to break her from a bondage for that she that he or she was going through. Well, I messed it up already. That she was going through for a while. And I and I teared up, man. I'll be real with you. Y'all know I'd be tearing up. It is what it is. I'd be tearing up. It's like a I don't know. My uncle is the same. Like it's like it runs in my mom's family. <laughs> we be tearing up. It's not. It's like a thing. I don't know, man. They don't take that much. <clears throat> and really, it was it was God. And God, I've told you about how sometimes God 
sends you guys to me. And when you when I hear those comments, it reminds me that God is is using me and and it helps me to snap out of like, you know, some slumps. And it reminded me. I I, I saw that as God reminding me that, huh. Even in this area of my life that I'm discontent and I'm 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 trying so hard to reach this next level and the goals and the promotions and the money and the the the, the investments. God is using me. And I'm effective. Because he's the power moving through me to be effective today. And I don't have to wait for tomorrow in order to be effective for the kingdom. None of us have to wait till tomorrow to be effective for the kingdom. But wouldn't the enemy love if we were consumed by our impatience and consumed by just looking forward to a better life, a better me, a goal achieved, so consumed by it that we weren't even present today to do what God wanted us to do, even cracking under the pressure of the future. But you have to be present today, ladies and gentlemen. Today is where we make the investments in the future. And today is where we serve God. Do remember that the future is imaginary. It's all hypothetical. We need you today. Brother, sister, we need you today. The world needs you today. I know we got our goals and I know that we have these little competitions in our head and the comparison and the pride and our parents in our ear and the society's expectations in our ear. And, and I get it. I really do get it. But I just pray that you submit yourself to God and God is going to take you to where you need to be at the pace that he wants you to be there. God forbid you get there too early. God forbid you get there too early. I have more to say. I really do. But I also feel like, should I just do a, another one next week? <laughs> let me say this. Okay, let me say this. Because I, I wanted to talk about how impatience, you know, can really, all right, whatever. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, and then wherever I leave off, I'll, uh, I'll like, you know, pass it on to next week. Um, impatience is unproductive, ladies and gentlemen. We also have to remember that, like, impatience leads to haste and hurry. Impatience leads to clumsiness. Mm, excuse me. Impatience leads to messiness. Impatience tempts us to cheat. Excuse me. Sorry. It tempts us to cheat. It tempts us to cut corners, which is, man, that's an offense. Impatience tempts us to worry, and it tempts us to have all of this mental clutter. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay worrying, and that's how I'm going to uh, finish off this episode. Let's talk about worry. <laughs> Worrying sucks, and we all know it sucks. Look at my face. Sucks. Worrying sucks, man. Um, impatience leads to a lot of worrying, a lot of worrying. Um, and I just, I just love when... I'm reading the word of God and it says something very specific to like, just like a, a principle, a general principle in life. Um, 
Jesus said, which one of you can add a cubit to your stature by worrying? Which is to say, worrying will do nothing for you. Worrying about your life, about your future, it does nothing for you. It is not productive. But the reason why sometimes we tolerate the worry in our lives is because we conflate worrying with being solution-oriented. But the moment you recognize that you can be solution-oriented without worrying, then <laughs> you come to understand how useless, unproductive, obsolete worrying is. Please stop. I don't know. You know, we might say, well, I don't have the choice. I don't have the choice. But you can stop. You can Meditate on his word. You can pray that he helps you. You can take those steps to make sure that you are not doing things fueled by worry, not, not allowing the worry to control your actions. You can. You can. And I encourage you to. Because you can sit down and, and brainstorm solutions. Have brainstorm sessions instead of worrying sessions. How about brainstorm sessions? Those are more productive than worrying, isn't it? That impatience, man, it can mess you up. It can mess you up. Um, I'm going to end with this. Impatience, it stems from pride. It stems from comparison. We talked about those two things. Um, it also stems from not trusting God. That's where it stems from, not trusting God. Of course, we need to humble ourselves. Remember that it's not about us. Of course, we need to stop comparing ourselves because there's no reason to. You're not better than anyone anyways. Even if you got the job or you got the, you're not better. And we need to trust God because he's sovereign, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to work everything out according to his will. Um, and he's going to work everything out for your good please remember i wrote this down god is stronger smarter wiser more knowledgeable more experienced more skilled more careful more caring more subtle more flexible more versatile more responsible more reliable than you and everyone you know and that's why we can confidently recite proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because what your understanding is going to do is create your own story to your life, even though the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that you that he no one knows his work from beginning to end. But your understanding is going to make the idea that this is the way your life ought to go and this is where you should be by now. It's going to create your own timeline for your own life that contradicts God's that goes against God's. Impatience is going to tell us don't wait when we need to wait. But I do encourage you because the Bible has good things to say about people who wait. Isaiah 40 verse 31 
But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's what happens when you wait. <laughs> Man. <laughs> not only is it that God wants you to be patient. It's not only is it that, you know, he's telling you to wait on him, but he's also willing to give you the strength to wait the strength to endure in the waiting time in the waiting period the strength to do what you got to do day by day by day by day the grace day by day by day the faith day by day by day focus on today what does god want you to do today and when i tell you that if you are living a life in subjection to the lord then you will fulfill all the good works that he has before ordained that you should walk in. You will fulfill your purpose. You absolutely will. You absolutely will. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. And I'm praying for all of us that have a problem with impatience. Father, help us, oh God, to trust in you to not yield to the lies of impatience, but instead to yield ourselves entirely to subjection to the Holy Spirit within us, to subjection to your word, to subjection to you, your plan, including your timeline. God, help us to not believe impatience lies to know that you've given us gifts and you've given us grace and you've given us faith, oh God, and to, 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 to use them and to be present, to be used by you and effective because of you in today. Glory to your name, Father. Father, we are your children that you call out of darkness into light to declare your praise. Father, we declare your praise. Let our lives and everything that we do declare your praise praise help us to be patient help us to wait on you and as we wait on you father renew our strength renew our strength renew our strength we can't do it without you we can't live without you we cannot endure without you we are helpless without you oh god we get frustrated we get irritated the pride creeps in the lusts and the pleasures of life, they creep in. Oh, God, we need you. We need you to purify us. We need you to help us, oh, God. Help our unbelief. Father, help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to walk in the freedom of sin that you have given us, oh, God. So we can truly live the life, Lord, of being your image bearers, oh, God, as we were created to do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. It is very bright in here. My goodness. <laughs> oh amen um i love you guys you guys have an amazing week hey bible bowl and we also have bible study tonight i meant to say that before but you guys know we have bible study first monday um of march happy spring i should have said this stuff in the beginning happy spring um if it's spring i don't know if does, does it start with march or is it whatever also damn i forgot to say this happy birthday to my sister as well she celebrated her birthday a couple days ago. Um, so I love you, Jen. Even though you be tripping sometimes. Um, but yeah, y'all have a great week. Uh, hit me up if you need anything. Peace.
Peace.